<laughs> Good morning. Aren't you glad to be here today? Uh, last Sunday, last Sunday I taught about giving, but you're here today. So you get the one about serving. <clears throat> so, so that's going to be a lot of fun too. Would you stand with me? Oh, actually don't sit. You can stand in a second. I saw Little Women twice this weekend. It's a good show. It's, it's not just a good show. It's your opportunity to invite somebody to actually come to this place who might then go, what else do y'all do here? Now, look, I know I say this every time, and, and, and for most of you, it's just, phew, phew. but this is an opportunity to invite somebody here. I have a friend up in Bowling Green who, who started pastoring a, well, he, he's been pastoring a church there for a while, but they bought a building. Last Sunday was their first service there. The week during that week, they closed on the building. It, it, was, it, it had been a church already, and but it had declined a lot. And on the day they closed, he saw a lady uh, sitting on her porch across the street, and he went over to introduce himself to her and said, "You know, hey, I'm, I'm Dave. Uh, we've started our. We're going to be having our first service here this Sunday. I just wanted to invite you to it." She said. I've been living across the street from this church for 30 years. This is the first time anybody's ever come and introduced themselves and invited me to go there. Invite somebody. They're just, they're waiting. Yeah, they're bored. Football season's over. <laughs> now you can stand. Let's read from Mark. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Father, I thank you. I thank you that your word is, is, is truth. I thank you, Father, for the power of it. I pray that the Holy Spirit would come and rest upon each one here. And Father, may there be no one here who listens to this and, and thinks, man, I know somebody who needs this. Because we all need it. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to see into ourselves today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Do not despise fables. Do not despise children's stories. Uh, even though, well, and not just necessarily children's stories, uh, adult fables as well. We, we live in a culture where we want, we want facts. You know, we, we put so much emphasis on facts. L- listen, facts, facts are just things. They're just things. They don't make any sense until you know, until you put them together in such a way that they, that they do make sense. Facts are stupid things. It is a fact that today it is warm. It is a fact that I like warm weather. Yeah, I, I like low 70s. Woohoo! That's great. So, but it is not necessarily a fact that this is a good thing. Because when it's 32 in the morning... My immune system is going to go, what is going on here? I'm out of here. you just left to yourself, you know, and, and that's, but you can take facts and, and dress them up any way you want to. And so facts aren't necessarily important. In fact, many factual stories are simply lies in disguise. 
Have you heard of the internet? I don't believe that's a fact. <laughs> Have you heard of the National Enquirer? Yeah. Back in the, I, I think it was 80s, I don't know, somebody will, somebody will correct me on it after the service. Uh, the movie, uh, no, I think it was the 90s. Uh, Men in Black, well, yeah, when that came out, 90s, yeah. <laughs> Decade, year or so. Uh, one of the scenes that I remember from it is Tommy Lee Jones' character uh, uh, saying to Will Smith, you know, we got, we've got to get the, the real information on this. And he goes into the store and he buys a National Enquirer. You remember that scene? You know, it was funny at the time. Now it's kind of scary. Because we live in a culture where people kind of go, oh, this, these, are, these are facts. This must be the way that it is. Fables, on the other hand, generally only survive when they contain truth. And another word for fables is parables. You've heard of parables. I mean, that's respectable fables, right? Because Jesus used used parables. That was was, uh, his main teaching tool. And he taught taught truth through the parables. Well, I I have a, a fable for you, a parable this morning. Then I'll open up with it. It's pretty, it's pretty short. And it may be factual. I don't know. I've certainly heard it presented as factual, but I've also heard it in, in two or three different settings. So, you know, I don't know if this is factual or not. That's irrelevant. It's truth. And the fable is this. There was a missionary who, uh, I, let's say was in Africa. Could have, could have been somewhere else, but uh, I think the last time I read it was in Africa. And this missionary was a teacher, and she had been teaching for quite some time. Um, and one, on one occasion, at the end of the school year, one of her students brought her a present in uh, gratitude for what she had done. And the present that he brought her was a beautiful seashell. And she saw the seashell and said, oh my goodness, this is so, so pretty. But what really struck her was the fact that they lived at least two to three days walk from the seashore. And they hadn't heard of the internet, and they didn't have Amazon Prime. So that meant that this, that this young student had walked at least two to three days to get to the seashore, found this, walked all the way back, and probably in, in, encountered some struggles along the way, maybe even some dangers along the way. And so she said to him, well, you shouldn't have done this. That was, that was to, to make that journey and, and come and bring it, that was... And the student said, no, teacher, the journey is part of the gift. That's a truth. As we go into talking about serving, put that, file that away, because we're going we're to circle back around to that one. The journey is part of the gift. What is service? I mean, when, you think about, when you think about serving, what comes to mind? I mean, uh, obviously, for most people, military comes to mind pretty, pretty quickly. Thank you for your service. Uh, and, and certainly in terms of the enlisted people, usually, I mean, they're, they're, they're un, uh, underpaid, uh, under, under uh, appreciated for what they do. And then once they get out, underserved themselves, but they do it because of service. Yeah. Uh, how about teachers? <coughs> as, the, uh, as the son of a teacher and as the father of a teacher, just let me say, Guys, we don't treat teachers right. 
We just simply don't. They get, they get, they get, talk about being underpaid and under, underserved and underdeserved and you gotta, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole lot worse than at least, at least a sergeant who's telling you what to do may know what you're actually supposed to do, but when you got a legislature telling you what to do, oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, you deal with parents. I don't know if any of you ever dealt with a parent before. Teachers, and, 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 and the, the lie, the, the common lie that kind of gets out there, well, those who can't do teach, that's from the pit of hell. I mean, they're good and bad in every field, maybe 3%. Okay, maybe that's why 3% of them teach. The rest of them teach because it's a calling, and they're serving, and it's an important service. Um, retail workers, you know. Kind of go, oh yeah, re- retail worker. Hey, you wouldn't, most of you wouldn't eat if it weren't for retail workers. How about doctors, lawyers, judges? Are they servants? <laughs> we don't tend to think of them that way. If you are a doctor, a lawyer, or a judge, and you don't think of yourself as a servant, then you're a bad doctor, lawyer, or judge. Ooh, real time, that's right. Okay, and in, 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 uh, in, in the church, okay, we've got uh, uh, children's workers. Oh, by the way, did Jeremy mention we need children's workers? Just, just thought I'd mention that to you. It's the most fruitful area of ministry and all. all oh, that's right, you have to deal with parents. But, but the kids, kids themselves, that's a fruitful area of, of a ministry. It really is. Uh, greeters. Oh, and by the way, hey, 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 look at me. You don't have to be out of high school to be a greeter. Hey, hey, gals, most of the people would rather see a pretty young gal saying, Hi, welcome here. We're glad you're here than me or Fred or somebody. (laughs) Just, Just telling you. Is that, is that good enough, Lori? Okay, yeah. I, I would say you probably should at least be old enough to write cursive. What grade was that, Barbie? Never, yeah, eighth grade, okay. Uh, worship team, you know, pastors, missionaries. What about you? You know, wh- what about you? Here's, here's. One of the points that I'm wanting to make today, there's three particular points I'm wanting to make. I've already made one. I don't know if you saw it go by, but we'll go back to it again. But one of the points that I want to make about changing my way of serving is I want to drive home that meaning in life comes from serving. Serving gives life meaning. Gives life meaning. Jesus said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. To give his life a ransom for many. It's because his life meant something. It was, it was meaningful. And this is why, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying this, this is why people tend to, to move around from church to church to church to church. Because they don't find meaning and they don't find satisfaction because they come as a consumer instead of as a servant. See, when you become a servant, meaning takes, you know, something, when something's new, uh, it's, it's usually 
exciting and, and great and shiny. It, it's really terrific, unless it isn't. But <laughs> mo- most of the time it is. Uh, I, was, I was talking with, and, and a new church. Wow, something new going on. Yeah, this is, this is, this is really cool. Uh, not always. I, I was talking to a friend this last week at lunch, and he was telling me about the first time he went to church with his girlfriend. Uh, and it was a long time ago because, you know, he's, he's not as old as me, but he's been married a long time now. And he's married to that girl, and it's a wonder. Because when they, when they went to the church, uh, now he had a church as well, but she wanted him to go to church with, with her, and so he did. And after church, you know, out in the parking lot, it was like, okay, well, you know, what, 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 what do you think? And apparently what he said to her was, I think they ought to write Ichabod above the door of that church. That's the deadest place I've ever been in my life. Uh, so, so, I mean, that can happen. But usually the first time you go, it's like, wow, that, that, was, that was great. And it is until the new wears off. And then when the new wears off, you find some, and it's also why a lot of people have very, a, a bunch of different churches they go to. The, the idea is, where do I feel like going this week? See, this is, this is, is this is as much fun as giving. But once you, once you serve, once you begin to plug in, then you have meaning. And meaning is a lot more substantial than new. It's a lot more substantial than, than, than shiny. What is, what is good service? What, what is good service? Um, how many of you like bad service? That's a trick question. I said bad. Yeah, that's okay. You do, do you really? Oh, that's a trick answer. <laughs> trick service, trick answer. Uh, so, boy, I, I don't know if I want to get into this dialogue or not, but I, I was just going to say, so bad service is worthy to bring to the Lord. I, I, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having the guts to speak up and talk to me, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, we don't like bad service. Uh, several weeks ago, you know, Isaac was here and he was talking about the transition that had taken place and Five Daughters Bakery and all that business. And well, they got a note. They got a a, a note. Yeah, I guess uh, a feedback from a customer this week. And this is what it said. I love Five Daughters, your menu, the atmosphere and shopping local. But I thought it was important to let you know. You all, that, that's always a great setup. I thought it was important to let you know that your cashier was on her phone the entire time I checked out. She didn't address me once, was curt when processing my payment, and it definitely left a negative impression. I'm not used to that kind of service here, so just wanted to bring it to your attention. Thanks. Have you ever had that experience? Yeah. What's the problem? The job got done. The woman got her donuts, she got her payment processed, she got her receipt. What's the big deal? Okay, here's the thing. We often think 
that if the job got done, we've provided good service. But that's not necessarily so. That's not really what serving is about. Serving isn't really about what. There's a who connected to it. There's, a, there's an establishment that I frequent uh, frequently. Uh, and, uh, and, and there's this gal who works there. And to be very honest, she's not particularly sharp. She's, she's a little slow. And the first couple of times that I, that I got her to take my order... I, uh, you know, I was going, oh, please get it right. Please don't mess it up, blah, 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 blah. But as I've, as time has gone by, I have, uh, I look forward to getting her. Because even though she is a little slow, and now she's got my order memorized pretty much, so she, you know, it, but, but even if she didn't, she always engages the people that she's dealing with. She's always, she's always looking at them she's always she's always smiling she knows you're there and if you walk into that place and you got six workers and 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 they're all talking to each other she is the one who's going to turn around and and be the first one at the counter to to talk to you and I go yeah yeah that's good serving requires two components do you see them it requires a servant, and it requires someone being served. It always does. And sometimes we feel that the service we're doing is more important than those to whom the service is being rendered. Hey, come on, that was good. Sometimes we feel that the, the, the service that we're doing is more important than those to whom the service is rendered. And when we think that, that makes us more important than them. Jesus never felt that way. Jesus never felt that way. Over in, uh, um, well, all all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, talk about um, little children coming to Jesus and the the disciples rebuking them. And uh, because Jesus is an important guy, he's doing some important stuff here. You know, he's got... Um, uh, he's, he's healing and teaching and, and, and doing these really important things. Uh, so, you know, let's, let's send the kids away. And Jesus rebuked them. Said, no, no, uh-uh. you know, bring the children. Did I mention that we need children's workers? And let me just say, when you walk through out there, nobody's trying to sell you anything. You don't have to walk through like this. You can... You can actually look at somebody and, and smile at them and, and they won't charge you anything for that. Okay, I'm, I'm getting off the subject. Jesus said, you know, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. In fact, if you don't become like one of these, you can't enter the kingdom. Now, does that mean you can't be saved? You know, those are different terms there. And I, I'm not totally sure how it works. Maybe you can just live your life as a, as, as a crusty old dried out whatever and then you know you get to heaven and boom all of a sudden you're you're perfect but if you want to enter the kingdom of god now if you want righteousness peace and joy in your life now you got to do it as a child got to come guileless and focused on focused on others 
when he was betrayed, he washed his disciples' feet. And he said, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example. This is the example for you to follow. Serve one another. It's never a matter of, of what so much as who. And if we only, if we only live in our world, if we've, only, if we've got our own little world, our own little perspective, then we lack empathy. Empathy is the ability to feel what somebody else is feeling. Empathy is the ability to, to, to put yourself in somebody else's position. Uh, but we, we kind of get wrapped up in, in, in our job and in our stuff and what, what we got going on. And, and empathy dies. And we don't even know it's gone. You're never just serving another person. When Saul was on the road to Damascus and uh, the light came out and struck him and he, he was on his way to put Christians in prison and to persecute them. And when Jesus stopped him and, and Saul said, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus. I'm the one you're persecuting. You're persecuting me. He never touched Jesus, but he had touched some who belonged to Jesus. He had, he had touched others. Jesus told a, a parable, a fable. He said at the end of time, when judgment takes place, the king is going to look to those on his right and is going to say, welcome into the kingdom because I'll tell you what, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. You gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. How clear do I need to make this? I was a stranger and you didn't build a wall around your house. You welcomed me in. And to those on his left, you'll say, you didn't give me something to eat when I was hungry. You didn't welcome me in when I was a stranger. You didn't give me something to drink when I was thirsty. And they're, and they're both going to go, what, when did we do this? He said, whatever you did to the least of these. It was me. That was me you were doing it to. How about giving, uh, serving God directly? Uh, worship. Worship is a service. Romans 12.1 uh, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Who are you serving when you come to worship? When, when you come here uh, or, or any other venue when you when you come to worship. You're direct. I mean, you, you serve him through serving others, but you come here directly to serve the Lord God Almighty. Audience of one. Right. And what do you bring? I bring my, my tithes and offerings. That's great. That's good. You need to bring that. What else? What else you bring? Uh, my, my willingness to serve others. That's, that's great. That's good. That, that, that's good too. What else? I, I bring myself. Yes. Bang. You bring your, yourself, your focus, your attention, your heart. Your soul, your mind, your strength. The, the, greatest, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The worship experience should be a, a, a heart-rending, soul-searching, 
mind-blowing, physically engaging experience. Really should. <laughs> okay, change my way of serving. The culture at this church, I love I love the culture at this church. There's a lot of things about this church that I really like the culture of. This is the, one of the things that I love the most about this place is how hard it is to get a rumor started here. Now, it's possible, but you got to work at it to get one going. I mean, you know, most places all you got to do is just make an offhand comment, and the next thing you know, everybody's talking about it. But that's, you know, that's, that's, not, how, that's not how it works here. And, and, I, and I love that. Uh, you know, I love the fact that you get my jokes <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Uh, one of the things about our culture, though, that needs to change that I want to see changes is a year of, of transition. What time does service start? Hmm. Nine and 11? 11? Okay. We're actually going to change that. We're going to mess, mess with you here in, in a couple of weeks. We'll tell you about it. But, okay, that's a trick question. How about when you get up that morning? How, how about when you order your day, whether... Whether that's that morning or the night before when you go, okay, how am I going to organize my day tomorrow? Because you see, the journey is part of the gift. Arriving with a purpose. And, and you know, I know life happens. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's true. There are times when people have to be late. There are times when, when things happen. But if that happens every week, that's not life happening. That's how you've organized your life. That was, under, that was just the inspiration of the Holy Ghost right there. Yeah. That's, that, when, when something like that, that's not life happening. That's how you've organized your life. You can't change till you change. And that's serving. If you had an appointment with your doctor, you will come on time. If you had an appointment with, your, with, with the governor, you know, I mean, you'd be there. This is God we're talking about, people. The one who loves you and died for you and is the, the king eternal, immortal, invisible. The only wise God. Change my perspective on serving. Okay, we're, 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 we're pretty close to the end. I'm almost through with you here. Uh, sometimes you need to look at life from a different perspective. Three, three things I want you to take with you today. One of them is the journey is part of the gift. Whether it's, whether it's coming to church or whether it's driving across town to fix your neighbor's wicket. Widget. Yeah, wicked. You can fix that too, but I mean, widget. You know what? And if you get across town and you're not able to fix the, 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 the widget, the journey was still the service. So the journey is part of the service. And, and, and the second thing is, it, it's, it's, it's about the who more so than the what. There is a person 
that is being served, or there are people that are being served, you, you, you engage with them, connect, get off the phone, metaphorically speaking, and, real, and realize that they're there. And then the third thing, service brings meaning to life. John Lennon, y'all know who John Lennon was? Do y'all know who John Lennon was? Kind of. Uh, well, but two nights ago, I had to, I, I was I was at, at at dinner or something. I guess you call it dinner. It was, it was eleven o'clock with a bunch of young people, and I mentioned something that everyone should know. Nobody knew what it was, and I would tell you what it was, but I can't remember what it was at this point in time. <laughs> but nevertheless, so you don't always assume. John Lennon said that uh, when he was in school, they asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he wrote down happy. And they said, you don't understand the question. And he said, you don't understand life. At least that's what he says he said. And I hope he did because that's, that's there. Jesus said this. No servant is greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, this was after he washed his disciples' feet, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. The word blessed means happy. Means happy. And if you want some blessing in your life, Jesus just now told you how to get it. If you will serve you will be blessed. You will be happy. Life will be meaningful. Would you stand with me? For those who are going to pray with people, come forward. And those of you who are here and you need prayer, these brothers and sisters are here to serve you. They really are. And if you need healing, God is no respecter of persons. We, we call Wade down to say, oh, well, he's special. Yeah, he is special. Yeah. He is. But he's, special. he's very special to us, but he's no more special to God than you are. What God, what God will do for Wade, he'll do for you. So if you need prayer this morning... Uh, those who are going to pray, come on down here. If you need, if you need prayer this morning, come. These brothers and sisters will, will pray for you. Uh, God wants to, God wants to do something in your life. And if you don't need to come, worship with us because, as an act of service to God, but also as an act of service to those who do need to come, you release the Holy Spirit work in this place. We need a a few more people to come and pray with folks. Come on, Justin. You can do that.